there's three women out there having fun, pushing ourselves, seeing what we are made of, and we weren't worried about anyone's expectations about what it means to get older, to have cancer, or to recover from any kind of a setback. We didn't let other people's opinions determine how we live our lives. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. My name is Kim Peek, and I am a movement and mindset strategist with a passion for running, triathlon, and all things fitness. It is my mission to get you moving more and to help you think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. This summer, I have invited you to join me in committing to optimism, challenging ourselves, remaining active, seeking adventure, and forming real connections that enrich our lives. Last weekend, I think I did something that hit all five categories. I did my first triathlon in three years, and today I'm going to tell you all about my race and share with you some of the life lessons that I think correlate to my triathlon experience last weekend. I have 10 lessons for you here. I haven't done any hardcore training. Instead, I've been having fun getting in swim, bike, and run workouts each week, but not really following a strict plan. I knew I could finish and had decided it was time to get back into triathlon, and that was really my only goal. I also knew that if I didn't actually go sign up for a race, that I would keep putting it off and the summer would be over before I got around to it. And you all know the story about the things that we are going to get around to. They never happen. We all have that thing that we put off and say we are going to do. And then that time just never comes. So I have to ask you, do you have something in your life like that? It could be something big like going back to school or changing jobs Or it could be something smaller like running a 5K or a marathon or even striking up a conversation with that person who always smiles at you from across the gym. So my first lesson in this episode is to not let another day go by without taking some small action toward that thing that you keep saying that you'll do. Make a commitment right now and decide what your first action step will be. Then set an alarm on your phone for tomorrow and take that first step and keep scheduling it in your calendar and with your alarms every day until it becomes something that you do naturally. If you've listened to the last few episodes, you know that since I'm not in the shape I was once in, I had already decided that I was just going to go out and do the event for fun without putting any pressure on myself to hit any time goals. This actually turned out to be a good thing and also a source of frustration after the fact. I had an absolute blast, so that was the good thing. It was was just a great time. I wasn't trying to impress anyone. I didn't care what anybody thought about any aspect of how I did what I did out there on race day. I just went out and did what I felt like doing, and it was very freeing to just go do what I felt like doing without any kind of pressure from anybody, including myself, because I was not going to put any pressure on myself in any way to do perform in any way. So lesson number two, have fun and enjoy the moment. 
I achieved what I set out to achieve that day. I only wanted to do the race and have fun doing it. So I accomplished that goal. However, once the results were in, I got a little frustrated with myself. I placed fourth in my age group just by going out and having fun without any pressure. And then I found out that I was 45 seconds away from third place. And of course, once I realized that, I started going through the whole race in my mind, picking out spots where I could have shaved a few seconds here or there. I did not set out to win or to place. So I was just having fun. I I really was just dilly-dallying in a lot of places on that race course. So there were several spots where I took my time, and when after, when I realized how close I came to placing, I realized I could have saved some time. My sighting wasn't great, so I swam over the distance because I was doing a lot of zigzagging. I got I ran up from the beach to transition and didn't like the sand between my toes. So after I had my shoe on, I sat back down, took my shoe off, and got my towel out and wiped between my toes and got the sand out. So I took a little bit more time than usual wiping my feet after the swim. I was overly polite on the bike in places. I kind of think of this like how my girls were when they started playing soccer as little tiny girls, little elementary school girls, and they both look at each other. No, you kick the ball. No, after you, you kick the ball. I kind of felt like I was that way the first few hills on the bike. I didn't really want to pass people, and I definitely could have been more aggressive on that last stretch going back into transition on the bike ride. But I was worried that if I tried to zip past somebody that they would get nervous. And I don't know what I was really worried about, but I was just way overly cautious. And it just kind of reminded me of a little Chippendales episode, that old cartoon. No, after you. No, no, you. Anyway, and then also on the run, I walked through all the aid stations and walked much longer than I needed to a few times just because I was just out there chilling. So for a race where I had no expectations, all of that was fabulous and I don't regret any of it. But then when I start picking it apart and I see how if I would have been more serious about trying to place all the places and that it was actually possible. So lesson three, everything is an opportunity to learn and get better. I set out to have fun and I achieved that goal, but it is always a good practice to evaluate your performance and see where you can improve. It was also pretty windy on Saturday. The water was choppy. My stroke was super awkward because I kept having to really stretch and kind of roll over onto my side. Like I felt like I was almost rolling over onto my back every stretch or every stroke. And it wasn't quite that extreme, but that's kind of how it felt to me. And so I was really having to stretch. I had this awkward stroke on the whole first leg of the swim out to that first buoy. And by the time I hit the final buoy for the last stretch back to land, I was getting a side cramp, not from breathing issues, but because it was like doing side crunches for 10 minutes straight. And I just, it was just not fun. But the whole time I was calm, I kept telling myself what I had told 
some of the nervous swimmers who we were standing by on the beach before the swim started. And that was that they had two great big boats out on the water and close to, I bet, at least 10 lifeguard guards on paddle boats and holding um, flotation devices that were out there in the water with us. So if anything happened, I knew that one of them could be right next to me within seconds. I also knew that I could float on my back or tread water in case of any kind of emergency. So even though I was in pain and it wasn't pleasant, I still knew that I was surrounded by all of this, all of these safety options. So lesson four is to believe in your abilities. And when times get tough, know that you have options. This goes for anything in life, right? If it's something you've been working toward, you have some skill, you have abilities to get you out of that situation. And when all else fails, you have some safety precautions. You have a safety net. Hopefully you have a support system in place. You should not be out there floating on your own in times of trouble. But believe in yourself and then trust that those around you are going to support you when you need that help. They had 500 women at this triathlon. And the thing that struck me the most was that women of all ages, abilities, and fitness levels showed up for themselves to push themselves and see what they were made of. They all challenged themselves to do their best, the best they were capable of in each moment of that race. No one stayed home because they doubted they could finish or because their bike wasn't good enough or because they were a slow swimmer or because they would have to walk the run portion of the race. There were people on the bike who zipped through the rolling hills on the run. There were people who took their time and chatted with friends and enjoyed the scenery. Some ran, some walked, others shuffled but everyone got to the finish in their own way. And that is what's important. Lesson number five, show up for yourself and make yourself proud. At this race, we all lined up at the start behind signs that had estimated swim times, starting with people who could swim a 500 in six minutes, which is speedy fast, all the way up to people who could swim the 500 in about 20 minutes. And they let people into the water one woman at a time, separated by about five seconds, starting with the six-minute swimmers and then just going down the line to the 20-minute swimmers. This gave us lots of time to watch the early swimmers, and it also gave us lots of time to just chat and get to know our neighbors. I always think of this part as being fun except for on a day when it's cold outside and I am freezing because I hate being cold. But what I like doing is taking the time to talk to the women around me. Everybody has a story. Everybody is, has an interesting story about how they got into triathlon. And it's always fun to listen to the first timers talk about why they got into triathlon or what they're nervous about or what they're excited about. Everybody has a story. So it's always fun just to get to know the people. And whether it was at the bike bike rack while people were setting up their transition area or in line for the porta potties or standing and waiting for our chance to swim, people were friendly. 
The run course was an out and back on the trail near the lake, and people took the time to encourage those coming toward them. It was just a super friendly, supportive environment. So lesson six from this race is take time to be friendly and connect with those around you. It definitely makes life more fun. I was not expecting to see anyone I knew at this race, but as I was setting up my transition area, I heard someone yell my name, and it was my friend Pam. I hadn't seen Pam in over a year, and she's had quite a bit happen to her over the last year. Next to her was another friend of mine from the gym whose schedule doesn't often match up with mine. So it was really fun to see them, and we kind of hung out a little bit before we ran, and then again, after the race was over, we wandered around together. As we talked before the awards ceremony, we talked about the various obstacles that we had each overcome, all challenges that would have given each of us a good reason to quit or to give up. But you know what happens when you give up on being physically active? It gets harder and harder to move. I always say you have to move to be able to move. You have to move to move. And we all agreed that we would rather keep doing the things we love in the shape that we are in than avoid the activities out of fear that we would embarrass ourselves or that people would laugh because we were slow or out of fear that we might have to walk or that we have to push our bike up a hill. We all decided it was better to show up and do our race. One of these women is 62 and she had a hip surgery this year. And guess what else? Both of my friends placed in their age groups. And I very well could have, as I keep reminding myself, if I had not come come to the race with the idea of having a good time, but if I would have come with the, a mindset of racing and placing, I could have placed that day too. But that wasn't how I chose to spend my time that day. Anyway, We were three women out there having fun, pushing ourselves, seeing what we were made of, and we weren't worried about anyone's expectations about what it means to get older, to have cancer, or to recover from any kind of a setback. We didn't let those other people's opinions determine how we live our lives. And that is lesson number seven. Don't let others' expectations dictate how you live your life. If something is fun to you, if something sounds like a great time, if something sounds like a wonderful challenge, do it because it's something you want to do. Another fun part of the day was when I was on the bike. There were people on a variety of bikes, new bikes, old bikes, expensive bikes, borrowed bikes, and there were a variety of paces. Some people were just out for their Saturday morning drive. Other people were zipping along the hills. Once I got into my groove, I wound up behind a woman in a black tri-kit with a pink top. And I love I love pink, so it was fun just trying to spot her on the course anyway. But we took turns passing each other for almost the entire bike portion of the race. And I could tell she was having just as much fun as I was. I wound up behind her for a little bit on the run, but she was faster than I was. And so I didn't see her again until after we'd both finished. I recognized her outfit, not her face, because I had spent most of the race looking at her back. And 
I went up to her and I asked her if she was the one I spent the race chasing. And we both laughed and we talked about how much fun it was to have someone to push us. And we both enjoyed it. We weren't thinking about, oh, this woman's going to beat me. We were just thinking, oh, this person is giving me a run for my money. She's making me work. So lesson eight, don't look at the people in your life or in sports or at work as your competition. Instead, think of them as people who can help you achieve more than you could alone. After the race, they had mimosas and breakfast burritos along with the typical banana and chocolate milk. Our races in Kansas City always have the best finish line parties, which brings me to lesson number nine. Always remember to celebrate your successes. As I got into my car to come home, I received an email about this coming weekend's race, and that made me excited all over again. Yes, less than an hour after I finished racing, I had already started thinking about what I would do differently next time. I knew when I signed up for this race that I would be excited after finishing this race and that I would be ready to do another one. So a few weeks ago, I signed up for this race that I have this coming weekend so that I could keep the momentum going. I didn't just want to be like one and done for the season or miss a deadline or let too much time go by that I missed my chance for the summer. We have a pretty short season here in Kansas City. So while I had that momentum going, I signed up for another race so that I could have another chance and keep learning. And that is my final lesson for this episode, lesson number 10. Whatever it is you are passionate about, find ways to keep the momentum going so that you can keep learning, growing, and improving. All right, everyone, that's it for this week. Keep the topic suggestions coming and let me know what you want to learn more about. Pop into one of the groups, send me an email or tag Power of Run on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. Share a picture with me. Let me know what you are up to. Keep crushing your goals and I will talk to you on Friday. Have a great week. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign Power of Run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week, and I will catch you next Tuesday.